Get your popcorn ready for the College Baseball Insider Show with Matt Grissom and Quentin Mills, giving you all the insights and analysis you need for the weekend slate that college baseball has to offer. are your hosts ready to dive into the top matchups what is up college baseball fans i'm matt grissom joined as always by my co-host quentin what's up q no florida gators hat today no i had this one next to me so i'm just gonna rock it and and hope the good vibes kind of stay on the head not per se the hat well if if they lose, you know what the problem was. So you can exactly. bounce back during the SEC tournament. We got we to iron out the kinks before regionals, so I got to figure out what works and doesn't. Well, after last weekend, do you see many kinks for the Florida Gators? I know we'll get into it in a little bit, but how how you feeling right now? I, I'll tell you, I've been trying to, you know, try to be pretty objective, and I've said that they, you know, they had the bullpen issue or, like, CAGS hasn't started well. Uh, but I, I took a future on them. I think it's a real deal team now. I think they figured out the bullpen issues, and Cags had his best start of the year against a, a still quality Vanderbilt team. Nobody saw them sweeping, but I think he's just getting in his stride pitching-wise just in time for the playoffs that makes Florida even more dangerous. I agree. They're, they're a team that I'm glad I've got a futures bet on. I still think there's some value there, so we can get into futures bets here later. But let's recap last week. We had a pretty stellar weekend. I went 15-7, and up 11.4 units, and you went 14-7, and up 5 units. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty bitter about it. It should have been about 10 units. Thank you to LSU. Yeah, you just can't trust their bullpen, man. No. I've, we've talked about it, and then we stay stubborn and, and still try to bet them outside of Paul Skeens. I just – I don't I, I don't like what I'm seeing out of them, and I feel like here finally dropping the number five, they're about where I, I felt like they should be. Um, but, you know, outside of that, was there any other surprises to you of the past weekend outside of them going down at the hands of Mississippi State? Yeah, I think Florida sweeping Vanderbilt was a surprise for me and a positive – way i didn't think uh they'd get all three games florida at home i knew they'd win two or three but it was a dominating performance too i didn't see any any flaws really in florida their bullpen took care of business especially when herson waldrip throws one inning they catch a short rain delay saturday night and then ryan slater comes in and throws four strong innings and it was almost bit you know business as usual so that really showed me that they've really locked in and they've got their kind of go-to uh rotation or you know uh, pick list for the bullpen and those guys performed you know we talk about Vanderbilt uh, a little more on the show but they're not as bad as we always you know maybe we come off as on the show but uh, I was surprised that they lost all three to Florida and then I was surprised you know at Clemson kind of dominating again with another sweep um, against Virginia Tech I know Virginia Tech can hit the ball I know their pitching's not that well I didn't think Clemson you know, would stay on this rampage. I think they've won six straight series. Now they've swept three of those six. So that was a little surprising to me. Yeah. And hats off to the Tigers. They busted into the top 10 uh, sitting at number seven right now. And I, I don't really understand the jump. I mean, Virginia Tech's not very good and they go from 16 to seven. And I mean, are, are they a legitimate shot? Are you looking at them to win the ACC or anything? You know, you, I think you said it last show, maybe don't take a ticket on Wake Forest to win the ACC because they're just not going to necessarily try. They're going to try to figure out who they can rely on, you know, for playoff baseball. They know Sullivan, Hartle, and Louder are going to be fine. Maybe, you know, I think UVA is right there as well. I, I'm not as high on Clemson as D1 baseball, Kendall and Aaron are. I, I think if they're a team that, we're going to see in the postseason. I mean, they'll, they'll probably get out of a region. You know, they're definitely going to host a uh, top 16 seed. I don't know if they're going to be a, a top eight. That'll be, you know, remains to be seen. But 
they're a team that I don't I don't necessarily think is a huge factor to go to uh, to Omaha by any means. I, I think they're it's a year one with their coach. It's it's a situation where they're playing really well, but I think we're going to see them regress, kind of like I've been on Kentucky regressing and now South Carolina regressing. Yeah, and South Carolina, I guess I'm I'm not surprised that Arkansas won that series. I was surprised at how bad South Carolina played. I just – whatever they did, if they peaked too soon, they just don't look like a very good ball club right now. They've dropped seven of their last nine in the SEC against Auburn, Kentucky, and now Arkansas. This was a team there for a little while where, you know, after that LSU series, we were hyping them up as potential national championship contenders. And now I think that's probably cooled off a little bit. I think that's reflective in their futures odds. But are there any other teams that you think are a contender or a pretender right now outside of our uh, our buddy with Kentucky who just lost again uh, <laughs> five SEC series that they've dropped? Yeah, I was surprised that uh, the eye test analytics on Twitter kind of took his ball and went home, so that was a little surprising. Uh, but I, I think Virginia is a contender. I told you last week on the show, grab them with some pizza money at 25 to 1. I think you grab them again. They looked back to form. They really dominated Louisville in all aspects. Their bullpen shine. Their starting pitchers looked back to what they were against Miami. You know, very, very dominant. Uh, Nick Parker is back in the Friday night role. He took an injury to the face, missed a couple weeks, came back as the Saturday guy or the game two. And now he's back into the game one. And I think it's making everything better for that team and everybody kind of get back in the spot that they should have been. You can't count out Brian O'Connor's teams. I mean, the guy's a legend in the game for a reason. He's He's been to two College World Series finals. He's won one before. He's been to multiple College World Series appearances. They have Kyle Teal, one of the best catchers, one of the best hitters in the game. Jake Geloff, the same thing. They play small ball. They can hit the long ball. They do everything right. It was just that kind of the hot, cold, hot method. So I think you buy them, and I think they're a real contender to at least make Omaha. They can definitely make some noise once they're there because good coaches know how to prep. You know, Dave Van Horn, Brian O'Connor, Kevin O'Sullivan, like those guys have been there. You might have a situation where Clemson maybe gets in there and their coach hasn't been there, and that to me is a, is a big difference. I think coaching really matters there. So give me them as a contender. Yeah, Virginia plays host to Georgia Tech, who's coming off a series win against Duke. And that's another team, and I know they dropped their midweek game last night, but they've lost two or three in their last with Georgia Tech, and I just I can't buy them. They're so hot and cold. Uh, you can say that it was because they were on the road. I just I, – I don't know. I'm not buying either of the basketball schools in Duke or Kentucky. No, I agree. Duke, I mean, I texted it over this weekend or tweeted it, excuse me. They're they're a pretender. I mean, I they struggle, you know, they just casually uh it's funny they're they're talking about a casual uh Duke tweeted had a casual stat or something. I said it was just a casual loss on Twitter. I was kind of hoping to to maybe catch a bite, but they didn't they didn't want to entertain it. I mean, they lost to Gardner Webb. No, you know, no offense to Gardner Webb. They're a good ball team, they're a good mid major, but there's no reason this late in the season Duke's losing, you know, a home series to Georgia Tech, and then you, you lose in a midweek to Gardner-Webb. That team's on the decline. I watched one of their batters. They had bases loaded, and he swung at three of the worst sliders I've seen in consecutive pitches, and that that tells me right there that they're, they're kind of overwhelmed. You know, they weren't even in the right batter's box. They were all the way – he's a right-handed batter, and they were all three starting in the left-hand batter's box. He struck out on three straight pitches – that tells me right there that the, this team is overwhelmed and not doing anything. They ex- excuse me. They they lost at home to Georgia Tech. Yeah. So that makes one and three in their last four at home. That's that's not where you want to be as we come down the stretch here to close out the season. They travel to Miami, which we'll get into in a little bit. But before we move on, did anything else in week 13 catch your eye? No, I think we kind of hit it. Uh, we'll kind of talk more into some teams, you know, that we alluded to the Vanderbilts, the the Floridas, the Arkansas, the UVAs and stuff as we kind of get to the week 14. But if something catches mind, I'll, I'll jump back in. But as of right now, I'd probably say no. I think we covered everything. 
So let's talk about the first matchup here. We've got North Carolina going to that red hot team and the Clemson Tigers. And North Carolina is one of those teams that we've bet on here and there. We just, I, I personally can't ever get a read on them. I'm not sure which Tar Heels team is going to show up day in and day out. Clemson is on fire right now. I, I could make a case in Clemson sweeping this series. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is, you know, Clemson is, is not great at home. They're 21 and 10, but with the way that they're playing right now, I just, I don't see how you can't back them. Yeah, I think you hit it perfectly. We don't understand this North Carolina team. Uh, one thing that was interesting was Coastal played them last night. Coastal takes the win, but Connor Bovere started. I thought he was a weekend guy, so that kind of threw me off. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, who the three starters are going to be for, for North Carolina. They have something maybe under their sleeve that we just don't know about. Clemson, I think playing at home, it's safe to say they'll take two or three. I don't know if they'll sweep. It's just so hard to continue to sweep teams. You know, North Carolina uh, did have some suspended guys last night from the the fight they had against Gardner-Webb to end the game last midweek. I don't know the status of them, so that's something I'd probably have to see if they get those guys back for this, this weekend series. Like, how long was that suspension? Was it one game? Was it two, three, four, or five? So, and that was five starters. So that's that really uh, is concerning to me, but if you're giving me two full strength teams, I mean, I would just kind of with the stats being heading in the last week, it was like 101 to 59 uh, for the sec home series. I kind of take that same mentality into the ACC and the other big conferences. Give me Clemson two or three. I'd really have to pick my spots. I probably like Caden Grice. He's thrown really well. I'd probably uh, lean towards him, but it really, it, it depends on if those guys from North Carolina are suspended and what are the pitching matchups because both teams are hitting right now decently. Yeah, Caden Gross, of course, one of the best two-way players in baseball right now. He he can do it just all. Not as good as Jack. Yeah, just well, I mean, come on. Uh, the biggest thing for me is is that Clemson home record. They're insinuating that they'll drop probably one at home in this series. So I'm with you. Let's back Clemson and staying in the SEC or ACC, rather, the number one team in the country. And let me tell you something. There's a bunch of Arkansas Razorback fans that are huge Wake Forest fans this weekend and through the ACC tournament because they do not want that dreaded number one beside their name going into the <laughs> postseason. So Virginia Tech travels to take on the Demon Deacons where they are – really good at home. Uh, they've got a home record of 27 and two. They're RPI number two. I mean, this, this is a solid team. We've talked about them all year long with this pitching rotation they've got. They're number one in the country in every statistical pitching category there is. Uh, they're top 26 in all of the hitting. Is, is anybody slowing down Wake Forest as the season comes to a close, or do you think they take care of business and sweep the Hokies? I don't know, man. This seems like a weird weekend. I know Wake Forest is home. I didn't expect them to lose to Florida State, one of the worst teams in ACC in the final game. They almost seemed a little tired at the end when I was watching them. I, I, I don't want to accuse them of that, but that's just kind of how they came off. You know, I think they're ready for some playoff baseball. They've been dominant for so long. You know, now they're the number one team. Their RPI is obviously top. I would think they get two or three here. I wouldn't be surprised at a sweep, but Virginia Tech is desperate. This pretty much is their tournament hopes right here. They really hurt themselves getting swept last week to Clemson. They, If they make a statement in this series, that really helps their chances of making an at-large bid. If they get, uh, if, if they lose this series, which I presume they will, it's going to gut them. So look for them to kind of come out firing. They can swing the bats. They're one of the best hitting teams in the country. That's, that's no surprise, but their pitching is just terrible. Uh, give me Wake Forest two or three, if not the sweep. Um, I, I could just see Tech trying to play, you know, maybe in a playoff mindset because they know their season kind of hinges on this series. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think Wake could potentially sweep. I think the better bet is is just to bet them straight up in a parlay every game. And, and if it comes down to it where they're in a position to sweep or if they maybe drop the middle, the middle game that you can hammer them, hammering big the last 
in the last game. And then another team that just keeps falling from grace, LSU, they finally got exposed on a big scale and Mississippi State showed up and beat them in that 14-13 game three to take that series at, at home. And LSU is just, I mean, the same, the same old, same old with their pitching rotation. Outside of Paul Skeens, they're just really not getting any help from the bullpen. And I don't care how great Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, Gavin Dugas is. When you don't pitch well in the end of the game, when it's on the line, people are going to exploit it and you're going to have losses. And now those losses are coming in a big way. They travel to Athens, which we've seen already this season. It's tough to get a win in Athens. I think you can always sharpie in Paul Skeens to get that Friday night win which in this case, Thursday night. Outside of that, I I don't know if they're going to win the series. And, and I'm not being funny. I, I really think Georgia is playing for their life right now. They, they went 0-3 in a sweep last weekend, I think, against Missouri. That's embarrassing. They're getting back home. It's time to bounce back. And I just – I'm not buying this LSU team as a legitimate contender until I can see more from their bullpen outside of Skeens. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a huge series for LSU. Obviously, Paul Skeens, we don't need to talk about him. Take him, you know, game one in a parlay because he's going to have pretty big odds. But I really like Charlie Goldstein. I, I really like Liam Sullivan, too. I think if you're Georgia, you play a little chess here, and, and I think you maybe start somebody else game one and then roll game two and three with Sullivan and Goldstein. I think those are pretty – pretty dominant pitchers and they pitch really well. I mean, we saw them take down Florida, Tennessee and Arkansas all at home. So they're a dangerous team. Uh, I don't think LSU sweeps by any means. I will say Ty Floyd had a really good outing against Mississippi state. So that was encouraging to say, Hey, there's somebody behind Paul Skeens that maybe is on the rise at the right time. He obviously was uh, upset with his, I, I presumably upset with his team. You know, they essentially took that game and blew it for him. He should have got the win there. Um, Bullpen, though, you touched on it. It's horrendous. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's the number one reason why they're not going to make the College World Series. I don't think they're going to get out of a super regional personally because I think the bullpen's going to choke. If you haven't figured it out by this point, I don't think you're going to figure it out in the next three weeks. I mean, Thatcher Heard, the guy was supposed to be their number three starter, was supposed to be up and coming. He looks horrendous as a starter. So they move him back, take some pressure off. He looks just as bad. When you look at their stats, there wasn't a single guy in the bullpen that, that threw effectively against a pretty lousy Mississippi State team. Now, I understand they have some hitters, but good God. I mean, LSU on paper should win 10 nothing or, you know, 11-1 to every game they play, whether it's at Mississippi State or at LSU. That was embarrassing. And to, to have to go into Athens where, you know, it's going to be a hyped-up crowd. You know, Georgia's still trying to play for – you know, an opportunity to, to, to make the college, you know, just the playoffs in general. This would be a huge series for them. Give them some momentum going into Hoover. So anything's possible. But uh, give me Skeens one. And then if they're smart, like I said, pitch Sullivan two, Goldstein three, or vice versa, and take the series from LSU and just really put the dagger in LSU right now. And it's interesting you say that because I want to talk about how the regionals are set up and if, if they're a – According to 11.7, our, our friends over there, they've got LSU as the four overall seed, and they would host Southern Miss as the two, TCU as the three, and then Nichols State as the four. So playing chess, you would assume that they would save Paul Skeens for that second day. Start Ty Floyd maybe against Nichols State. And Nickel then, State, didn't they just beat LSU like three weeks ago? Uh, I believe so. That's <laughs> kind of funny that they're put back in there. But then you say Paul Skeens for the winner of Southern Miss and TCU, assuming you can get the win there. But then, I mean, you talk about the Super Regionals where it's the best of three. They're in the same situation they're in right now with not having a, a solidified day two, day three guy that can hold on to a lead. And, yeah, Ty Floyd – he can be that guy, but he, he's been too much of a roller coaster back and forth to really put a lot of stock in that. So I would, I would almost believe, and if they line up with Virginia, the other one, the one seed and a host, 
position. I don't. I think Virginia could take take down LSU. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the bullpen for Virginia is tenfold better. If, if we're looking at that series, I mean, obviously Paul Skeens is going to be tough. This is a team that I think could probably hit him around a little bit because UVA is such a good hitting team. They have smart hitters. Listen, I, I don't think Jake Geloff's going to be uh, out beaten by anybody. I, same thing with Kyle Teal. I think they're going to make adjustments. They're just too good of hitters. You know, you've got Casey Salke, another good hitter. O'Donnell, like you just go down the list and they're not power guys. They're just true hitters. And they're going to cause LSU to have to get in a slugfest. And when you get into a slugfest, that tells me right there that your, your, your pitching side of things isn't working. And I think that's where UVA could take their advantage if that is the matchup. I'm telling you, I don't think LSU's getting out of the Super Regional. I think the bullpen's going to kill them because Skeens can't go nine every game. Ty Floyd's got to be perfect. And whoever else they want to experiment in the third role, whether it's Cooper, Hurd, you know, Little, they're not impressive. I mean, I just don't understand. You can't throw Skeens every game. Uh, and eventually, you know, if you try to two- and three-day start him, he's going to get a little tired no matter how dominant he is. So I think it's a hard road for LSU right now. And if you're Jay Johnson, I mean, you got to be shitting your pants because, again, if you can't figure out the bullpen now, you're not going to figure it out in three weeks. That's, I mean, we're not just putting on magical slippers here. Well, let's talk about a team that does have a very solidified three-day guy or, or three-day rotation, rather. Uh, Florida Gators, they go to Lexington to take on the number one RPI team. And I've just got to say, I, I'm a believer in the RPI. I think it's a good stat to kind of base everything around. But you're getting into the time of the season here over the last couple of weeks where teams are canceling games. Do you – do you look at that as kind of being cheap? I mean, does it really matter or are these guys just wanting to cancel so they can just take a night off basically? I forget who tweeted it. I did agree with it. They, they pretty much said like it is kind of bad when a team is uh, punished for winning a game. I, I think if you took the, the non, you know, the punishment factor out for winning, I think they would stop canceling the games, but you know, they're playing a game, right? It's chess. Sometimes, you know, you're going to just not play or you're going to take another uh, option or game plan to, to kind of get further along. And, you know, credit to the coaches. I mean, it's kind of petty. You know, these these smaller schools, I would imagine, probably still get paid when, you know, maybe a Kentucky or Florida cancels on them for RPI reasonings. Um, I, I don't know that to be factual. I hope they get paid because it's not on them. You know, they played the schedule they're supposed to. But I think – it is unfair to take a team who has a midweek game and punish them to win, take that out. And I think we have a better RPI. Um, if you lose that game, obviously you drop, but I think there's some tweaking that could be done now that we're kind of playing some loophole games here. Um, I think that's the best thing. It is a good system. I think it just needs tweaked. So how are you feeling as a Gators fan going to Lexington? Cause so I, really I, I would, I would, I personally would be a little worried. I just feel like with what Kentucky is playing for at this point, they just – they really need a bounce-back series, and I think they could get it at home. Similar to how South Carolina mailed it in a few weeks ago, which that may have been indicative of a bigger problem for them. But I don't know. I could see Florida kind of – I don't know. Looking past Kentucky may not be the right word, but – their eyes are in bigger places, I feel like. They want to get down to Hoover, take care of business as much as they can in the SEC tournament, and then get – I mean, they're in that, you know, national seed picture already. I don't think dropping a series against Kentucky is going to change that. I I don't really know how to attack it, but I'll let you dissect the Gators. You, you seem pretty confident. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. So Florida is 8-2 and two in their SEC series. The two losses were on the road, and and don't think Kevin O'Sullivan doesn't have that circled as a stat. He he understands Omaha is on the road. You know, yes, it's the big stage, but it's a road game, right? You don't have your fans, with the exception of the the several thousand that travel, but it's not a true home game, if that makes sense. You know, Kentucky's good, but I think Florida is going to have their head down in the fact that Kevin O'Sullivan is going to throw that in their face and say, look, you may have to go play on the road 
at some point in this playoffs. As a fact, you will. You have to go to Omaha. You have to be able to win outside of, you know, Conjure Family Ballpark. The, the College World Series isn't played in, in Gainesville, Florida. Get focused because the two series you've lost were on the road. You played like shit against South Carolina, and you played like shit against Texas A&M. Now, granted, they, they had a nice rubber match, but they should have never lost uh, the Texas A&M series, and they did. So I think he's going to kind of throw it at him as spite as saying, like, yeah, you guys are big dogs at home, but you're nothing, you know, when it comes to being on the road. So get right because this is playoff baseball, and, and it starts now. I like I, it. Maybe dead wrong though, but if I maybe they should get you in the in the locker room before the game to kind of hype these guys up. Hey, if they Kevin O'Sullivan, I'll work for free. If you just give me jerseys, on field hats, and endless sunflower seeds, we got a deal. <laughs> well, let's let's move on to the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is another series that as as a fan, I have to take my Razorback hat off and and look at this series unbiased and I know Vanderbilt is dealing with pitching injuries right now I know that they had a horrible weekend last weekend they're back home Arkansas has somewhat struggled on the road this year in SEC series you know most notable notably probably getting swept by Georgia I this is going to be a tough match I I feel like Arkansas's offense getting Wagner back is going to be able to capitalize and I don't know if Vanderbilt has the bats. I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum now with them being in the triple digits, uh, basically every hitting category in, in college baseball. And I I don't know. I mean, I, who knows with the pitching rotation what it's going to be. I feel pretty confident that Dave Van Horn has figured out what he wants to do, which is Hagen Smith Friday, Brady Tiger Saturday, and bringing in Will McIntyre. He is going to let Tiger throw about 50 to 60 pitches, which, you know, depending on the pressure situation, because as you probably know, that that's what matters. I mean, how many hard innings do you have to fight and get out of? So realistically, Tiger could, if he comes out looking really solid, he could maybe go four or five innings for us and then let McIntyre go the rest of the way. Hunter Holland came in and pitched an entire game played really well on Sunday. I feel like that's now his role back in that third game role. And, I mean, you can't say enough about Hagen Smith, though, Friday night. I feel confident in that. The only game that worries me is when Devin Futrell plays for Vanderbilt. I feel like that's probably going to be the one that they take. But, again, if they match up against a Brady Tiger who's going deeper than normal and Will McIntyre has his stuff, I don't know. I give the I give the Arkansas definite edge Friday night, even if it's Hagen Smith versus Devin Futrell. Outside of that, it's just going to be a game by game basis for me. Uh, I'm going to root for Arkansas because I want them to stay ahead of Florida in the rankings because it just it's a nice buffer for that number one spot. You know, given yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Wake Forest maybe loses a series, so I, I've got that going for you. Um, this is a tough one. Objectively, I think Vanderbilt could take this series. And I say that because I think they're more desperate than Arkansas right now. You know, they, they obviously got swept. They get to come back home. They're playing for a national seed. Arkansas is already locked up a national seed. And I think that could matter here. Futrell looked really, really good against Florida. I think I texted you in like the fifth inning. It was like, he's just mowing dudes down. I think he just got tired against a Florida team that, in my opinion, hits 10 times better than Arkansas. If he's pitching to, like, a sub-300 batting average team like Arkansas, I think he could go seven strong innings, and that just puts some pressure on the Arkansas Razorbacks hitting. Arkansas hasn't really hit well for me. They've had timely hits. Hopefully those hits continue. Uh, But that's what scares me. I think if this series was at Fayetteville, then I would have way more confidence Hunter Holland, incredible, complete game start and finish. Does he kind of regress, maybe just a little tired from that? It's it's just so hard to tell with these college kids. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes 2-1 either way. I don't think it's a sweep series, but I might, like you said, kind of roll the dice on Vandy with Futrell, and then depending on when he starts, if he's a game one guy, kind of go from there. Uh, like you said, Tiger, he's throwing one inning, two innings, three innings. Now he's up to the four and the five. He looked really well. McIntyre didn't look that great, in my opinion. 
in comparison to Tiger. Uh, the offense was flat. They've got to have a, an electrified offense to beat Vanderbilt. Cause again, I think Vanderbilt's really desperate right now. So a little bit of breaking news, Peyton Stovall is done for the season. Oh, and Horn just announced that he's got a torn labrum. That's not so good. just add that to the list of, of more injuries. However, I will say Peyton Holt, that's been stepping in for, for Peyton Stovall. He's playing lights out right now. Oh, for I mean, sure. I, the dude got on base, I think, every at bat this this previous series. He seems pretty comfortable now, too. Yeah, and uh, another guy, Gage Wood, who's coming in out of the bullpen. Man, when he's on, when he gets his swagger, like on that third punch out to end yeah. an inning, I don't know if there's a kid more confident. And this kid's a true freshman. He's going to be a stud. The Batesville – boss out there just mowing people down and and he sticks his tongue out has a whole jordan swagger going i it's a fun team to watch right now they they're definitely giving me a lot more confidence as the season progresses and you kind of figure out who this team wants to be they play for each other and even with all the injuries that they've been handed down they just continue to win and i i don't know i'm excited the ceiling i i don't know what it's gonna be but the floor looks really good for Arkansas right now. I mean, at the very least, I feel like we should be an Omaha team just because of the talent that they've got and the way that they're all playing together. So we will they, see. Uh, what Wagner, what's his situation? Because I kind of if, – if I'm Dave Van Horn and he's ready to go, I would want him in this series to kind of get ready for Hoover. I don't want bracket play – to be the time where I bring this guy in and, and mess with the lineup because yeah. he's been out. What you have has been working, you know, obviously well, he's an impact hitter, but I, I would rather quote, him play this and then go into Hoover versus starting in Hoover. To quote Dave Van Horn on when he was asked if he expects Jared Wagner to play this weekend. Yep. All right. That's all he said. So listen, I to like man. It. Uh, talking about the South Carolina Gamecocks coming off getting beat in a series against Arkansas. They play host to Tennessee, who, again, is one of those teams that just have to get this figured out. They had a really good weekend last weekend. Do they go into South Carolina and beat up this already beat-up Gamecock squad? It's a flip of the coin to me, honestly. It, to be honest, I don't know if I'll bet on this series at all. Because I think South Carolina needs to catch a win or they're the home team, which helps this a lot. If they were playing in Tennessee, then I would easily give Tennessee the lean. But Tennessee is not the greatest road team. They're dominant, obviously, in Knoxville. But they have a lot of question marks, too. I mean, they're one of the better hitting teams in the country. On paper, statistically, they're one of the best pitching staffs. But they're not putting it together on the road like they are at home. So, because it's two unknowns, you got a bad road team and then you got a reeling team with South Carolina. It to me, it's a stay away. But if I had to pick one here, I think South Carolina probably gets a series uh, being at home. Well, 11.7's pick 'em contest, of course, had Tennessee and South Carolina. I had to go with Gamecocks just because of that atrocious road record for Tennessee. They are three and 12 and I just think South Carolina's got to be the more desperate team here. They could maybe, if they take the series, maybe even have to sweep to get back in that national seed picture. I just I feel like South Carolina is is beaten but not broken right now. So maybe they can step up and, and get a win or two. It's going to be tough. I mean, Tennessee, like you said, on paper, they are one of the best pitching staffs in the country. They're three, three, two, and two and in ERA, whip, on and so forth, but it just doesn't travel. And for whatever reason, I can't figure it out because it should. I mean, pitching should be one of the best things that you can travel with and have confidence in. <sighs> Moving on to another team that I just have no confidence in, the Duke Blue Devils, as we touched on earlier. They dropped last weekend series at home. They dropped a midweek to Gardner-Webb. They go in to take on another team that – once again, have no confidence in, in the Miami Hurricanes. Let me ask you, as kind of a, a resident Miami fan, because of is it, it's your dad, right? It's the Hurricanes fan. Yeah, he made bad is, choices in life. 
is Miami a legitimate team? No, I, I think they're legit as in like this series, but listen, they shouldn't their head coach. If you're a Miami fan, you should be rooting for Miami to lose every game. Gino DeMar's nothing as a coach. The only reason he is the coach, many believe, especially inside of like the the Hurricanes chats, is his dad was if like one of the, if not the biggest donors to either Miami athletics or Miami baseball specifically, it's kind of, you scratch my back. I do yours. They had the same issue with uh, Manny Diaz, the head coach of the football team uh, or the ex head coach. His dad was a city mayor. So it was kind of a favor. It seems like that's kind of a, a recurring thing for Miami. Gino, in my opinion, if, if he makes this team legit, that's the worst thing for Miami Hurricanes baseball. They got to get out of there. They got to get a real coach. He can't recruit. He doesn't hit the portal. You know, he's not a developer. His guys just suck. Um, the only one, like, Yanni Morales is money. Blake Sears is money. But outside of that, they've got so much talent on paper coming in. They just don't end up, you know, kind of panning out. And obviously, it's when, when you have the same coach having these same consistent issues, that's it. So I think they're a contender. Uh, especially if we look at last year, they should have beat Ole Miss in the regionals. They gave that World Series to Ole Miss. They had them on the ropes. They they had my, Ole Miss beat to to eliminate them out of a regional, and they let them slip in, and by not pitching Walters, and that killed them. And obviously, we see what happened. So, from a coaching standpoint, from a player development standpoint, from just a roster standpoint, they're a content. They're a, a, a pretender. Yeah, that was a really frustrating series for me. The the regional. There was rain for what the first two days. Yeah. And like only half a game got played. Then it got pushed into the week. I mean, that was it. Sometimes it takes that to to really make some noise in, in college baseball, and you're going to have it. I remember a few years ago, Arkansas was playing a game at like 1 30 in the morning. Yeah. Because of rain delays. It gets crazy. When it gets crazy, it gets inconsistent as far as what the best teams should if they should win or not. Well, it cost Florida last year. They had an eight hour rain delay. They didn't play till like 11 o'clock and they lose that game uh, like four to three or four to two, but they were up two nothing heading into the rain delay in like the seventh inning. It's the lovely things about college baseball postseason For sure. One team that will miss their postseason star in Ivan Melendez, Texas Longhorns take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. This is a series that I really feel like, West Virginia will get exposed for not being great. I mean, hats off to him. J.J. Weatherholt is outstanding. But they haven't really faced anybody because, let's face it, the Big 12 is just not very good this year. Texas, though, I mean, on paper, their pitching staff is pretty solid. I think it's better than than West Virginia's, um, which – I just saw ERA, they're 20th, and, and Texas is 19th, so barely. But I just feel like Texas is, is hitting their stride right now. They're 3-1 and one coming in after last weekend. Lucas Gordon is probably going to pitch and get the win outside of that. I mean, LeBaron Johnson Jr. is playing really well. Uh, they got the other kid back. Is it Tanner? Tanner Witt. Yeah. And he's probably a more of – that starter role slash uh, opener or yeah. coming in as a closer. But I mean, what do you think in this series? I think outside of J.J. Weatherholt, West Virginia's offense is probably going to struggle against the pitching staff of Texas. But do you have a, a lean either way? I think Texas win a series 2-1. to one. West Virginia, I think you said it well. Outside of Weatherholt, in my opinion, Blaine Traxel is the one pitcher they have that's a stud. They really don't have anything, and then for them to go on a road against a Texas team that really needs a series win, you know, Texas, they're not hitting the ball as well as they normally do, but they're starting to find their groove, if, if that makes sense. Like, they're they're hitting the, their baseball as best as they have this season, but it's still not kind of up to the Texas standard. So they, they're still looking to, to kind of improve that, and I think they'll get a good opportunity here to, to be able to host West Virginia – now, the one thing I don't like is Texas doesn't do well against RPI top 25. We obviously see West Virginia is in that top 25 at 17. But I think with them getting Tanner Wood back, that was a huge confidence. LeBaron Johnson's pitched well. Lucas Gordon's pitched well. I think they're going to be able to have good pitching outings and, and, and hit just enough 
you know, to, to get two or three wins here. Uh, I think West Virginia gets one. I don't, I don't think Texas is elite enough to take the, the series as a sweep, but my money would be on Texas. I, I wouldn't play them on a parlay. I don't know what the odds are going to be because I don't have a good feeling on them. I would imagine when Gordon pitches, it's going to be kind of in the 195 range, depending on if Blaine Traxel's lined up as game one or game two. Um, if they're, if they're anything, you know, larger than 175, they're probably a stay away for me. If they're 175 or better, then they're a single play for me. No parlay for Texas. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I like backing Lucas Gordon. He's been pretty solid. And Texas had a weird series last weekend against San Jose State, which they dropped one, but ultimately won the series. They also – they won the series two to one against TCU and Kansas the weekends before. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think Texas probably does win this series. Ultimately, I think I picked, I picked Texas in the pick them contest, which I'm still trying to win. I'm coming for you, Blake or Mayfield. That 11.7 contest is, is a lot of fun. I mean, it, it they throw you some curveballs with throwing like Mercer and, uh, Samford, teams like that in there, Kent State, Ball State. You know, I, I have to really start doing some digging to figure out, okay, who, you know, tell me one person that plays for either of these teams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty tough, but it's been entertaining to say the least. Uh, outside of that, are there any other matchups that you're looking at that, that you think will be good um, that you, you want to cover today? Yeah, I think we ride the Virginia train. I think the Cavaliers continue to roll. I think they're catching their stride again. They're getting hot at the right time. They figured out their pitching rotation. Their bullpen's doing well. They're hitting the ball well. They're playing fired up. So I really like them. It, obviously, it's I'd have to travel to Maryland to catch a, a Virginia line. Um, if you can get a line on them, I don't know where they're going to be with Georgia Tech. I mean, they're going to be pretty heavy favorites, but they would be a nice parlay team. I have good confidence in them. I'm looking at the ones you have here. Southern Miss wouldn't be bad. They're playing really good ball right now. Louisiana is good, but Southern Miss is at home, and we know Hattiesburg is a tough place to play. That would be uh, one series to look at. No really Pac-12 matchups. I mean, who's Oregon State playing? They just came off a midweek loss. Do you have that? No, I don't. They're – they're going to play somebody with a record below 500 because I just put the ones that were notable on here. Okay, so they're playing. That can't be right. They got in Western Carolina. That's the, but I don't, I'm looking uh, to see if that's a midweek. No, that's a three game series. Yeah. I mean, put, put Oregon State in, in a parlay every single day. That should be a three game sweep for them playing Western Carolina. Uh, heavy odds, though. They're probably going to be 450 odds, I would imagine, somewhere in that 350 to 450 range. I, I would stay away from the Pac-12 outside of them. I think what helps them is they just lost, you know, to Portland, so they should be fired up. Um, but there's not many intriguing matchups. Like, Notre Dame's playing hot, but Boston College at home can be kind of uh, scrappy, so that's just a stay away. Like, I don't have any confidence. Okie State, Oklahoma – yeah, it's a rivalry where you're not getting Oklahoma State at home. Maybe that's worth staying away, you know, because Oklahoma could could uh, unless you get a huge number on Oklahoma, then maybe take them at home to kind of win a rivalry series. Uh, but there's not many of the slates that I like this week, to be honest. Well, we've got some lines already up on DraftKings. You've got Virginia that you touched on earlier minus one sixty five. I like Georgia it. Tech. I feel like that's a pretty good play. Uh, Georgia is plus 235, LSU's minus 300 with Paul Skeens going. No surprise there. I can't take Georgia in that spot. I got to catch them on a game two or three. At North Carolina's minus 105 to Clemson, minus 125. Uh, Wake Forest is only minus 210 against Virginia Tech. You'd assume Rhett Louder goes. I like that. Probably is just a straight-up bet. Um, we've got Arkansas minus 110, Vandy minus 120, and that one. So a pretty pretty much a coin flip in it. Uh, West Virginia, Texas is the same. Home team minus 120. I would like so, – uh, I think Texas if, – if Traxler's not pitching game one for West Virginia, you lay that 120 with Texas with Lucas Gordon. 
And then Florida, you've got minus 125 with Kentucky minus 105. I feel like that's a pretty short price for the better team as well. I like it. You get Brandon so, Road on the mound under a 150. That's a, that to me. That's stealing money. And again, Tennessee, South Carolina is the same 110, 120 with the juice on the home team. Who's I don't know. I I don't know yet. That's I would assume. Worried. I would assume that you're going to get Andrew Lindsay for Tennessee. I, Sanders, because he sat out last week. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Sanders is is back or not if they're trying that little magic that they did a couple of weeks ago where they benched him all weekend and and he kind of got his shit together and came back. Stanford minus 185 over Washington State. Yeah, they're on the road, but I feel like back in Quinn Matthews is always a no-brainer. I like that up to minus 200. And then let me tell you something. I backed USC, the Trojans. And I'm just going to say hats off to y'all, mainly because you just cashed a bet for me. But with Caden Aoki, and they've got another guy, I think that's like Stromberger or something. Yeah. These guys are like sub three ERAs, and they've been money lately. And I I really like backing them. USC is taking on Arizona, and it's only minus 105. So I feel like uh, Arizona is. But I just – I had to give the Trojans a little – little shout out there. You know, people don't realize the Trojans used to be a powerhouse in college baseball. They, yeah, it was like, like back in the 60s. Period. Yeah, it it kind of be cool if if LA baseball kind of get back to that, but uh yeah, a lot of people don't realize they they dominate. They have like 10 World Series wins. I did not know that. Same thing so with I mean Creighton. Creighton, you know, they obviously Brian O'Connor took them to the to Omaha and Wichita State kind of had a run. Those would be two mid-majors. It'd be kind of cool to get back into the mix of things. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. I, I really like rooting for USC in football. That was one That's of those disgusting. teams that, I mean, come on. You had Matt Leinart, Lindell White, Reggie Bush. Yeah, they were Wayne getting cell phones back in the summer. day. Dude, that, that, was the most, that was the most fun team to watch. And I remember buying a USC shirt, and I told everybody I was going to go to USC because they were really good my senior year of high school. I just I wanted to be a California kid so bad. You but ultimately, football, you watch the 06 to 08 Gators. Oh, come on. Chris Leak. action. You stole that SEC championship versus Arkansas because Reggie Fish didn't know what a fair catch was. <laughs> I was there. It was that was like a total shift in, in the world yeah. right there. And Florida just ran away with it. But they did have this guy had Percy Harvin as well. Y'all had a pretty good football team. I think half of them are in jail or dead now, but that's fine. You, you know, you we got take what you can get. <laughs> so I'm excited. We're nearing the, the end of the season, but that does not mean the end of the show. We're going to continue doing these breakdowns. I'm really excited. We're going to do a conference tournament preview show as well as a regional preview show right after, uh, right after the tournament teams and stuff are announced. I will actually be in Las Vegas during the college baseball show. I guess it's a selection show, just like basketball. Yeah, so I'm really like excited. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like at 8 a.m. Vegas yeah, time. Though. Like a Monday so, or a Tuesday. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday. But I'm going to be down there at the book hoping that Jeff Benson and Jeff Davis start hanging lines for conference tournament win- or for regional winners because I'd love to get some bets in before I left town. So stay tuned for that. The conference preview show will probably do. I'll be in Las Vegas that Thursday night. So maybe we can either hit a, a Wednesday afternoon show again, or I'll have to do the Thursday one from, from Las Vegas. But make sure you're following us along at CBSB Insiders or collegebaseballinsiders.com where we post all of our content. Uh, as always, thank you for everybody that tuned in live. And if you didn't, I hope you're watching this over the weekend and, and getting some winners. So, Q, got anything else? Let's just not have collapses by Wake Forest, LSU, and some teams that have no business losing to to get my units up because I've just absolutely been raped by some bad losses and it's getting frustrating. Well, My units should be way higher. If you could give me one absolute lock, I don't care how big of a favorite they are, to sweep a series, who would you take? No, it's uh, a curveball. 
we didn't prep for this. No, I mean, I'm looking at the matchups. Man, I would say it would have to come down to either like UVA or man, I really could see Florida sweeping Kentucky. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you had to put that on me, if you just look at it, it's a team. I mean, Kentucky has to hit way more hits to score because they can't hit a home run. They got like 40 in the whole year. (laughs) I mean, there's high school baseball teams with more than that against just three. You know, if Cags, and I say this, it's a perfect world. If Cags pitches the way he did the other night, there's no reason why they can't sweep Kentucky. They took Vanderbilt. I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm going to say Auburn is going to get the home sweep over Missouri. Missouri is dog shit. They're not going to. That wasn't what we covered. I was just looking at the lines. Oh, well, I I thought it was just kind of what we covered. I gave you no rules. You could do with it with what you wanted. I I think UVA would be my pick. I did get a DM from a guy that wanted me to talk about the uh, Auburn series and Alabama series. Unfortunately, I still don't see Alabama lines, so – being That's that hard this because they're such a good team. Do yeah, they get, this is a college baseball betting show. Do so we kind of all quick, centric around the lines? But real quick, with because of that, that's a good kind of last question I have. If you're the NCAA and you get into tournament ball, do you start posting lines for Alabama, or do you shoot yourself in the foot? You know, whether it's regionals, super regionals, and not post a line. I think you have to post a line. I don't know how you can't. I mean, that's stupid. I would I love to be take, able to talk about them. I want to take Alabama to win the SEC tournament. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> you want to donate, just send it to me. I'll send you my Venmo. All right. Go go follow us, collegebaseballinsiders.com, and follow all of our uh, best bets. I'm going to try to do better about posting the graphics. I usually get them out on Thursday or Friday series, and then I usually take the weekend off where I'm just tweeting them out. It's easier. I've got a four-year-old that's running around, usually throwing a ball at me. So I apologize, but I'll, I'll try to get better about posting them. As always, you can check out our Patreon account. Donate if you want to, if we're making you money. Uh, outside of that, cash some tickets. We'll see you next week.